Hey friends, Jonathan here. Welcome to the Encounter Podcast, a place where we can share stories of radical encounters with God and have honest conversations about what it means to live a life after Jesus. I hope the things we discuss here leave you both encouraged and edified. So with that being said, let's get on with the podcast. So today I have got my good friend Sydney with me. Um, She is currently a senior at Asbury, but I've basically known her my whole life. So welcome, Sydney. Welcome to the podcast. Well, hey, bud. How's it going? (laughs) It's good. It's exciting to finally get started on this podcast. I know. It's crazy. I feel like we've talked about this forever. So to get to sit down with you and actually do the thing and watch you doing the thing is absolutely nuts to me. Yes. So today we are talking about creativity. Pew, 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 my favorite topic. Which is amazing because let me tell you guys, she doesn't really like to share it with the world, but Sydney is actually super creative and she writes some pretty killer songs. Like, oh my gosh. Well, thanks. I try. It's kind of like one of those things that I want to, as I've been, so I, I serve as at Asbury, the concert committee chair. So what I do is like bring in other artists um, to perform at school, which is super cool and like a dream job. But I really enjoy kind of keeping up with my songwriting and practicing music so I can kind of get into their heads and respect the art and the artists, not just for like, oh, you're performing at my school and I'm paying you. But like, I know what you go into and I know the process that it takes to really like get a good product. And I respect that you're asking me to pay you inexorbitant amounts of money to come share your art so that's part of why I keep up with it but all shucks is like my short response to that so thank you I appreciate it yeah of course so all right so right off the bat what are your Mm -hmm. first impressions on creativity as a Christian creativity in the in the church um Yeah. yeah what are your thoughts so I think my first thoughts are um I grew up Actually, we grew up being creatives in the church, quote unquote, and we weren't the people on stage. Like we were the people behind the scenes. And that's actually how I met Jonathan was a squabbling back and forth in the tech booth over how to video direct better. And I am old enough and mature enough now to say that I'm still better than Jonathan. <laughs> but if you've been in any kind of mega church, it's just like anything that goes on screens we were in charge of. And having two very strong personalities doing that, um, we kind of ended up getting a little bit of a camaraderie. And um, so that was really my first impression of kind of being creative in the church was getting Mm. thrown into it at the age of 12, saying, like, what you do is valued, what you do matters. And this is an alternate way to worship that isn't going on stage, playing guitar, writing a song, but to say, like, no, like, you can go mix audio, you can go run video, you can go you know, design an incredible lighting concept and what you're doing matters. Um, So that's kind of my first thought when someone says like creatives in the church, I'm not the person that immediately says it's a musician. I'm the person that says it's everyone behind the musician. Um, And then my second impression of what I first think of when I hear someone say like godly creativity are it's twofold. Um, It's one a tweet that I recently saw that's kind of just a whole concept um, by Jared Myers, I think, where he said um, basically that 
you don't have to write Christian music and you don't have to, you know, write God centered music or screenplays or books or whatever for it to be God honoring. So I think when you're approaching creativity as, or just like any art as a creative person in the church and outside of the church as a Christian, you don't necessarily have to paint a picture of Christ or, you know, write a song about Christ to paint a picture of Christ Yeah. <laughs> um, for other people and to show kind of where God has placed you. You can write a love song or you can write a song about a breakup and say, you know, this is the way I'm processing this with God. And this is the way I'm praying through this is writing this super angry breakup song or this beautiful love song about this guy I'm falling for. And then the second part of that is um, a man I've looked up to for years, Mike Donaghy, has always said, I don't write Christian music. I write music about God because Christ isn't an adjective. He's a noun. And so he's like, because I am a Christian and because musicians write about the thing they love the most, I can't help but to write about God and the occasional song about my wife. But it's not Christian music. I don't desire to write Christian rock music. I just want to make rock music. It happens to be about God. And I think that's really the the mark that we miss in the church is saying, you know, what you do doesn't matter unless it is directly mentioning, you know, a Bible verse in a song. And then not to ramble about that, but what struck me kind of on the other side of that and kind of where we have this mark is oddly enough watching uh, the Jonas Brothers documentary and seeing that um, their father was a, a pastor in the church. And as soon as they started playing in clubs and bars, they excommunicated his dad and they're not allowed on that church property anymore because they were making music and writing music and performing music that wasn't godly music. And it's just stunning to me that we kind of get caught up in traditionalism and forget kind of the beauty of just the fact that God is a creative God. Yeah. And he didn't, you know, name, you know, name birds, you know, a biblical word. It's there's birds and they're beautiful and they're godly and they reflect him. Yeah. But they're birds and they're self-contained in what they do. But if you look at them, you say like, oh, God created that because it's complex and it's beautiful. And I think that we can kind of do the same thing with music. I don't have to name my song, you know, after a Bible verse for it to reflects God's spirit and God's grace in my life. Wow. Okay. So there's actually so many different things that you talked about there and so many different points to hit. But I think like in, in all of those things, cause you said like actually quite a few good things. Um, like I almost just see this like central theme of just kind of like breaking out of like the box and like breaking out of like the normal modes of thinking um, yeah. in, in creativity and kind of like, it almost feels like there's, there's a need for that. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I agree. I, even in saying that, like, I think there, that's an evolving need. Like it's not just a one time, like, Oh, we need to think outside of the box, but it's like, we are continuing to need to like break outside of the normal modes of thinking. So, mm-hmm okay, we've been doing it this way, but now let's switch it up and do it this way. Okay, well, now that we've switched it up, um, and I think there's even, like, a partnering with the Holy Spirit, right? And, like, a, a, a partnering with God in that. And, like, and I think that's kind of, you know, you touched on, um, which 
with the Jonas Brothers, which I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know all that happened. Um, but you touched on like this like idea of like just being religious um, and trying mm. to approach mm. like creativity from a religious mindset, and it just doesn't really work because just I, I just feel like creativity doesn't really fit inside of the box that is religious thinking, and so. But it, it almost just kind of like switches that mindset from the, the religious thinking to the relational thinking where it's like, okay, like we're, we're going to switch things up, but okay, now that we've switched things up, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do now? Like, like God, what do you, how do you want to continue to switch it up? You know, so I think I, that's just kind of like a, a theme I see like poking out. But it's interesting that like the first place that your mind goes to was the behind the scenes kind of stuff. Um, because I actually don't even necessarily know that that's something that a lot of people that would be listening to this would know about me that, like, I know some people would, but, but I know there's also other people that probably don't know that I actually started as a lining designer. That was one of my first forms of, of creative, creative expression was through, um, like you said, like just creating lighting designs and, and being able to express and communicate worship and to convey emotions through color and um, just the way that I'm designing the lights and whatever. And then from there, moved on to other things like video directing, which you mentioned. Um, and so, but I think like for me, who is even someone who did that for many years, like was in that place of, of that being like one of my main modes of creative expression um, even specifically within the church, but, um, like, even I don't necessarily go to that, like, I don't think of that first when I think of creativity as a Christian or, or even just creativity as a person. Like, I just don't, you know? And so I think, like, for me, as someone who has done that, and that's been, like, my thing, and I don't even think of that off the top of my head, I don't originally think of that as yeah. a form of creativity. Like, how much more so does someone who's never been a part of that not think of that right? as being creative? But in reality, like, it totally is, you know? And, yeah. you know, this actually brings to mind something else. So, you know, Jonathan David Helser and Melissa Helser, mm -hmm. so they, like, create, con they create, like, these devotionals called Cultivate. And in one of the devotionals, they were just sharing this really cool concept and Basically, it was just this really unique idea that, like, you can be creative in everything that you do. And that, like, not, it's not even just for the artists. Like, creativity isn't just yeah. for the artists. Like, it's actually for everyone. Um, and, it like, they were just saying in this devotional, like, um, just kind of communicating this idea of you can be creative even, like, when you are doing, like, a boring office job. Like, you can be creative in that. And not even that you can, but you are called to do that. Um, and, and it was just kind of from this perspective of, like, okay, God made us in his image, right? And God is creative. Like, that is part of his personality. That's part of his character. Mm -hmm. And so because we're made in his image, we're actually, like, we are designed to operate in the same way that God operates, right? And so because he's creative, yeah. we are designed to also be creative, right? And so I think, like... It's so easy to just fall into that stereotypical, like, oh, painting or drawing or music or uh, I'm an actor, you know? But yep. in reality, like, creativity is so much bigger than, 
like just the arts, you know? Right. Um, and so I think that's just such a, a interesting idea that like that really just opens up the the opportunity to explore the idea of creativity mm-hmm. and okay, so God is creative, I'm made in the image of God. So therefore I am called to be creative. I'm designed to be creative. What does that look yeah. like for me? You know, if I'm working in a cubicle in an office job or I'm, you know, working in fast food or like whatever, you know, like the the day-to-day like you know, middle-class average person like okay, how do I express that creativity in a way that is unique to me, that's personal to me where it's like I am, you know, using and and utilizing the gifts and the passions that God has put inside of me. How do I use those to then express creativity in my life? I think one of the things that I've always said is kind of about myself is that I'm type A creative. So I love Excel spreadsheets so much. I'm not like an accountant, but I love like the way calendars look when they're in a spreadsheet. It's like my favorite thing in the world. And all of my professors are so into it because I can send them my Excel sheet and be like, pencil yourself in. And they're like, this is so easy. It's like looks organized and pretty. Um, And I think there's something to be said about like beautiful can be black and white Excel spreadsheets. Granted, I color them pink and purple and blue because I'm female and I fit a very strong blonde white female stereotype of like, (laughs) I like do typography on the side and I'm a, you know, oh my gosh, I'm like a three wing two on the Enneagram. But like, you know, I, uh, I've always said that of like a math equation. I was a huge math nerd in high school. Like a math equation is very distinctly beautiful. And our God is a very scientific mathematical God that we serve and everything is perfectly attuned. And there's a, uh, audio book talks about that. You, if you believe in science, you actually can't not believe in God. Because everything is so perfectly attuned that it actually takes more faith to be an atheist than it does to be a Christian. Are you talking about the book that we read in high school? Okay, so fun fact. Well, that, but it's a completely different book, and I'll send you that. But that's also a great book because it does take a lot more faith to believe in nothing than it does to believe in something. So just to, like, loop everyone in, uh, Sydney and I were actually in the same apologetics class in high school. We went to high school together. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's like we can't get away. And um, one of the books that we had to read for our class was actually a book called... I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. Yes, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. And it's by, um, oh gosh, I'm like looking at it over on my, my bookshelf. Uh, Geisler and Turek? Sure. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but, so very, very similar to kind of what she's saying, like the idea yeah. of like, okay, no matter what you're choosing to believe, it actually takes some level of faith because there's no established worldview that has 100% complete certainty. And so Mm -hmm. it's kind of making the argument of, okay, to be an atheist, it actually takes more faith than it does to be a Christian because there's actually this, this, and this, and this that are pointing to to God. Um, It's super interesting to think about that, but just to think that like, God is, like, as you were saying, God is a creative, creative, creative God. Um, and there is no other faith um, between, like, any amount of paganism or Islam or, you know, the only other, like, creative God is in Judaism. And it's the same God. 
Mm. that, you know, Christians believe in. It's just we have an expanded version of that God. Um, but I think kind of circling back to what you're saying that I, you know, you don't hear often like, oh, I was behind the scenes and that was my creativity and that was my outlet. So I think um, just with creativity, um, just kind of bringing it back to that idea that, you know, within the church, but also within life in general, like it's just super easy for people to kind of minimize mm -hmm. the importance of creativity. I absolutely um, agree. And I think that's like, you know, like in our human minds, like in our human way of thinking, we um, tend to like just compartmentalize and like organize and like uh, almost have this like a ranking system of like, okay, this is the most important than this, than this, than this. Yeah. Right? And it's our way of like kind of compartmentalizing and putting things like, okay, this is in its box over here and this is in its box over here. Um, and I think we kind of do that with creativity, but we downplay like its importance in comparison to other things like evangelism or yeah. um, like, I don't like reading your Bible or praying and it's like, okay, well no, actually like it is, I don't think necessarily more important than those other things, but I would make a case that it is just as important. Like yeah. it is just as important to express your creativity as it is to, um, to pray or to, um, you know, read your Bible or to, um, I don't know, like walk in, in other characteristics of God, even, you know, like it is, it is yeah. just important. I mean, look at, you know, if you look at the Bible, literally in the first sentence, what's the first thing that we learn about God? It's in the beginning, God created, right? So before yeah. we know about wow. anything else, about how God loved, about how God was, you know, let out his wrath, about how God was just, you know, before we learn about any other characteristic, we learn that God was creative. Hmm. I'm not talking about that like that. And so I think it's just super easy to miss that, you know, to miss the, just the importance and to downplay it. Yeah. Um, because of all these other ideas that there are to focus on. Right. And that's not to downplay those, you know, and to like lift up creativity, but it's to like keep those where they're at. Like those are very important. Those are, those are essential yeah. to living a life after Jesus. But it's also important to, and it's just kind of like raising that, that create, raising, raising the idea of creativity up to kind of be on that same level so that we're actually not just undervaluing that. Yeah, I completely agree. I think there's a huge case for, um, you know, what you're saying that, because I've never really made that association until you've said that in like a personal way of like, yeah, in the beginning, God created and it's so interesting because I think in my own life, as I'm thinking through kind of my low points and my points of depression and terrible panic attacks and awful anxiety, were those points when I had nothing creative going on. Most of my, any amount of creating was very depressing and not in a Psalms level lament kind of way, but in a woe is me, I hate my life kind of way. Hmm. But it was when I was talking to everybody else around me, instead of having a conversation between me and God and saying, you know, what is happening to me in my life right now? And what I've found is, and this is a personal thing, but I have all these tendencies of I've combined, you know, in my life, the best way I've found to stay in that creative mindset is to combine my prayer time, my Bible time, and my kind of sitting with a guitar time 
in the same amount of space because a I am as busy as they come and b you know it's there's something beautiful about sitting with a blank page of notebook paper an open bible and a guitar in front of me and I feel like David I'm like you know oh my gosh I'm gonna write the next psalm but you know that's kind of what he did almost was just sit there and and sing and write psalms and these just beautiful songs of lament and praise and say you know come with all of his burdens and his glories and his defeats and his praises of God's mercy and goodness and also of God's wrath and pain and say, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to keep playing music until I figure it out. And we're going to figure it out together. And whenever it comes to me, it comes to me and I'm going to write it down. And that's yeah. kind of the concept. So I found that that for me is the one thing that I've really been um, intense about and really tried to block out time for is even if I write two really crappy lines a day, that's my prayer. And that's what I've found has kept me from slipping under again into just that terrible despair of, I can't get out of this is mm. making music for the Lord and saying like, this isn't going to anyone else. I mean, it's, as Jonathan said, I don't like to share it with a lot of people. I think you're really one of the only people I share music with ever, but you know, Finding a way to say that, like, I'm going to share with God and, like, two people what I'm dealing with mm. and the way I've found to do it is through music. And that's kind of what I've created. But there's a plethora of ways to do that, of journaling and of writing poems and, you know, working out complex math equations and saying, like, God, help me make sense of the world. You know, mm. whatever it is, there's all these ways, you know, painting I've seen so many people painting or dancing. I love the art of dance and worship. It's beautiful. But just going and coming to God with that, like kind of that drummer boy concept of like, this is all I have. And can I use that to talk to you? And is that okay? And 11 times out of 10, God's going to say like, yeah, we're hanging out. So yeah. I'm good with that. Mm. That's so good. Yeah. And I like, and I got to say, like, I really just love the like theme of, just like relationship that's kind of coming mm. out of this yeah of okay when i walk with jesus like the characteristic of creativity will just be expressed it's not mm -hmm. even something i have to try to do like i don't have to like push or strive for that but yeah. like just by hanging out with god like hanging out with jesus because he is creative yeah. and he he is molding that image in me as i'm hanging out with him, that will just overflow in, in my life. Like I mm -hmm. will just become creative in the things that I'm doing and, and ac the actions that I'm choosing to have. And that like, just, it will just kind of overflow and express itself. And yeah. it, it won't be something that I have to strive or push for, but, but it starts with that relationship. It starts from the secret place, you know, and we can look at like, you know, Christian, like really good worship songs, Right? Yeah, I think those come out of that intimate place of just being honest with Jesus, just walking with him. Cool. Like where people like are not just touched and they're like, oh, yeah, I resonate with that. But they're like, whoa, like that actually changes something within me. That comes from walking with Jesus. And it comes from like an anointing from the Holy Spirit in the secret place, you know? Um, I think as you're saying all of this, I have one story is popping into my head that I think would be funny, like a good little comedic break, but also to share with everybody of kind of this like breakthrough moment. Cause I think God gives us not just like one breakthrough, but I think it's like for every layer that we peel back of something that happens to us, 
it's another breakthrough moment. And it's like, you know, you think you're going to be over it and you're like, okay, I can be done with struggling. And then it's like, here's this new thing. So like, you know, um, I think God like gives us all these breakthrough moments. Right. So like for me, it was like, I found out I should have died and I got over that. And then, you know, one of my closest friends was like, I don't want to be friends anymore because I don't like you. And it's like having to deal with insecurity. And then my parents got divorced and that was another thing. And it's like, I feel just like Jesus has been like upping the ante constantly. So my like most honest moment though with God is like, I spent probably the hardest season I've ever spent in my life, the like least creative, the most stressful season of my life saying, you know, I don't believe in God anymore. Like, I don't think any of this is real. And I realized it wasn't, I don't think it's real. It was, I don't think that God is who he says he is or is going to do what he says he's going to do. Mm. And I just had no faith in it. And I very distinctly recall being very alone in my dorm room um, and spending one night, like the night before my 20th birthday, just desperate, alone, crying, like sobbing at like two in the morning. And for some reason, just thinking like, if I go to sleep and don't wake up, I don't know where I'm going. (laughs) And getting out of bed, getting out my guitar and sitting there with God and saying, literally in my most vulnerable moment, like I have nothing to sing. I have nothing to play. I can't sing that, you know, that Holy Spirit song that Francesca Battiselli does that everyone knows. I can't sing that with any honesty and think that that's going to happen. And I just said to God, like, I am realizing, you know, everything that's going on in my heart. And I've been lying to you for 10 years. And I've been lying to myself about what's going on in my own head and telling you in my prayers that everything's fine. Telling friends everything's fine, and then telling myself everything's not fine, but then praying to you and saying it's fine. And it's not that you don't know that it's not fine, it's that you, you know, as a father, want to hear it from your own kid. Mm. And you, you know, as a parent, because that's honestly like God is the perfect parent, want it's not that they don't know, like dads know when your kid screws up, or dads know when your kid is sad, like that's their mm. thing. But it's different when they're not going to approach you about it necessarily until you're open and ready and say something to them. And then they're all for it. And so I think that's where we have to be with who we are as vulnerable, honest people, that true and raw and good care, like creativity comes out of those moments of, no, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if you're real. I don't know what's happening. And I'm scared. And being able to say that with certainty and then say, all right, I'm going to bed. And we're going to figure this out in the morning or I'm going to spend the whole day praying and we'll figure this out then too. Um, but out of that season, I wrote probably my favorite song or Jonathan's favorite song of mine that I've ever written. Um, it's a great song. I'll probably never record it or share it with anyone else, <laughs> but it's that it's those moments that I think have like of radical breakthrough that only come from radical honesty. Um, and they say, you know, these, those moments say this is this is like kind of a marker in my life of like this is a moment that I can look back on and say I encountered God in that moment on you know alone on my dorm room floor at three in the morning thinking that like if I fell asleep I wasn't gonna wake up because you know anxiety but those are kind of the moments that I think are quiet you know these whispers of God wasn't in the fire and he wasn't in the wind but he's in a still small voice mm. and God doesn't always come in these huge giant you know miraculous moments sometimes he comes and saying be honest with me dear one 
it's going to be okay. So I guess just to kind of like wrap things up, like what is, what's the takeaway for this? Like, okay, what do we walk away with? I think the thing that, um, if I could have anyone, if you needed to kind of come to me, if someone came to me and said like, what's the one thing you know about being like creative as a Christian? Um, I think I would say like, it is a drummer boy moment. It is bring what you have because we're not all going to be the Jeremy Camps and the Newsboys and the Hillsong Uniteds of the world. We're going to be the Clay Finnesans and the, uh, the Jonathan Millses and the Sydney Shellers, the Ryan Posts, like names that you will never hear outside of four church walls or a tiny community in Louisville um, or this podcast necessarily. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be the next big thing. I'd love to. We all want to. But it's bringing your drum and saying, I can bang on this kind of good. Is that all right? Mm. And God's going to say, yeah, because, you know, when you're a little kid and you have like those little skits you perform with your friends, your parents don't always want to sit through them. But it's kind of fun for them because they're realizing, like, I didn't know my kid could do that. And it's even cooler for God because he's saying, I knew my kid could do that. And I did that and I made that in them and they're using it. And he is so proud. And I think that we have to realize like we honor God with our gifts when we use them first and foremost, and be when we give glory back to him afterwards. Um, so I think what I'd end with is there's a great musician named Andrew Peterson. And at the end of all his concerts, he, um, takes a bow with his band to say thank you to the, to the crowd. And then he starts a hymn. So he starts singing some hymn that everyone would know. And then he walks off and the crowd finishes the hymn and he doesn't come do an encore. He just mm. ends and he ends on a shout of praise. Um, and I think that's the picture of giving glory to God. And then saying, yeah, like I'll take credit for this, but the glory is the, the, the gift and the talent is from the Lord. And that's all I can do. And all I can bring was my drum. So I think that's what I'd, I'd say is we're all drummer boys trying to find that one thing that's mm. that's that God-given, God-breathed, like just God-inspired moment and thing yeah. and talent and gift in our lives that we can immediately turn back on him and say, I couldn't have, I couldn't have this without the Lord by my side. And those are the things we need to lean into the most. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So basically like... God has put unique gifts. He's put unique mm -hmm. talents in each of us. He's created us individually and, and uniquely. Um, yeah. And it's important to take the time to figure out what those things are that are unique to us, um, but then to express those and to be passionate about it and to, mm -hmm. um, to really take an honest look at yourself and to dive into um, what creativity looks like for you um, as an individual. Well, that is all we have for you guys today. So thank you guys so much for listening. And Sydney, why don't you tell them where they can find you on the socials? Yeah, so I'm uh, That Squid Me. It's a that and then squid and then N-E-Y. On um, Twitter, Instagram, I think maybe Facebook. Um, don't friend me on Facebook, that's weird. But if you can follow me on Instagram, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter. I'm um, decently okay at jokes sometimes on Twitter. Um, and then I have a podcast forthcoming probably within the year so be looking for um little tidbits about that um i can't give anything away 
Um, but it's going to be with me and my best friend, Kira, and we're going to be talking about um, kind of just love and dating in real life for Christian girls uh, and what that looks like in very honest, vulnerable terms. So hopefully I'll get to talk to you guys again soon. All right. Well, once again, thank you, Sydney, for joining us on the Encounter podcast. And thank you, listeners, for listening. I hope you guys are incredibly blessed, and I hope you have an awesome day. And if you want to get in contact or you just want to learn more about what God is doing through Encounter Ministries, you can go to EncounterTheGospel.org.